Welcome back to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmy Amber. Our guest today, Chris Haley of the Best Friends Animal Society. Chris, you were talking about the five calls to action in your organization. What are the last two? Yes, we talked about wildlife and overpopulation and uh, food choices, meat-based diet. And the other two were, um, the first one has to do with sports and entertainment and those uh, types of, of exploitation. And so the faith leaders were calling to other people of faith to reject any form of entertainment that harms or exploits animals and instead to choose venues that benefit animals and provide more educational opportunities and uh, protection of does, those animals. Does this include rodeos and uh, bullfighting like Absolutely. we do in Mexico? Yeah. Absolutely. Those are um, excellent examples of what they were trying to say. Anything that is in any way exploitive, even if it doesn't seem that way on the surface. Um, as you may know, sometimes uh, circuses, while you know they, they have been generational in bringing joy to children, a lot of times behind the scenes, the methods used to train the elephants are horrific. You know, Charmé was telling me uh, just earlier today, she says, you know, those people um, uh, in uh, Honolulu, when they were doing the circus act and the elephant trampled its owner, Mm -hmm. the owner knew exactly why the elephant trampled them. Really? Oh, yeah. He'd abused it. He'd abused it forever. Ah, okay. And the elephant elephant had had enough and... Mm -hmm. And they killed the elephant, and my next comment was the elephant was probably just very glad to go because yeah. he'd been in misery his entire life. From and being he, mistreated. From being mistreated, and he got to go home. And at the same time, he gave the guy the karma that he deserved. Yes. You know, there's a wonderful video on YouTube about two elephants who uh, one sort of mothered the other one uh, when they were together, and then they were separated for 20 years. Yes, and, and they ended up. Yes, we, we know about them. Over, yeah, over in uh, what is the place they're called? They're at now. They're in an elephant sanctuary. Yes. I Tennessee. Think. Tennessee. Yes, yeah. we had her. So, on so they recognize each other yes. twenty years later. Yeah, we, isn't that amazing? We oh, had her wonderful. on the show one day. That was an amazing story. Wow. And finally, the last one um, is, is a controversial one, as are all of these. When you consider, you know, that that a group of faith leaders who never knew each other prior to this meeting came together and actually hammered this out. Uh, very quickly and, and most importantly agreed on it um, is for leaders of faith to contact their, uh, their elected leaders to request their support and of sponsorship and, and sponsorship of legislation uh, to end medically unnecessary animal testing and oh, seek yeah. alternative methods uh, to animal testing and research and to begin to educate themselves and others regarding those current methods and practices that are out there so that the deplorable conditions uh, can finally end. So I can, I can only imagine that these people that justify uh, designing makeup yeah. while you ruin an animal I, I it can only possibly have their hearts shut down to do that. I, I don't know how else they would be able to do it. You know, Charmé, and I think the most insidious thing about all of it is that if the majority of people who buy that makeup knew the cruelty that hid behind it, they would throw it out the door. You but hope it is, so. It you is such a well-kept secret. You hope so. Yes. Many of these are so lost in their own vanity, they don't care either about the animals. Yeah, that's probably true. I'd say both are have a piece. 
Yeah, I think that's why I think education is so important. Yes, it is. You certainly don't want to hammer people over the head. Yeah. People, like I said, people are always at choice. My goal is to make sure that that choice is a qualified one, where yeah. they know all of the facts and they can make a conscientious decision right. based on those facts. You know, cruelty is going to happen all throughout life. What we're trying to stop is unnecessary, uncalled for cruelty. Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. Right. You know, we were talking on the show not too long ago about this lady who just hit the news about um, this clone dog that she got so that she could get uh, her dog back instead of letting the dog go when it was time to go and uh, how the dog that came to her through this cloning wasn't the same soul. Yeah, we, and we then, tuned into the soul, yes. and it's clearly not the same soul. Right. This this dog now is is lost. On the same side, on the flip side, I wanted to get into some of the spiritual stories. So we were just telling Chris before we started the show that one of our beloved cats that died a little over a year ago just came to us in a dream to tell us he's coming back and where and how to find him when he comes back. Now, you were saying, Chris, that you'd heard this from some other people, too. Yes. Yes. Uh, A friend of mine who's actually written a book about her experience had something very similar happen where she went to uh, a communicator who told her exactly where and when to go back and find uh, the reincarnated uh, expression of her beloved uh, Eric. Yeah, the soul. The same soul wants to come back to be with her. And so they let you know, and you know, this is, this is not, I, I don't know how common it is, but I think it's not uncommon either. I think yeah. It, I've heard it numerous times. Yeah. Uh, we have a cat gonna come back, and we had, uh, Chloe Biscuit was her first lifetime, and the next lifetime we called her Chloe Biscuit Jr. <laughs> <laughs> and then about a month later we realized it was the incarnation of the other one. Yeah. But we were oh, using the same n- name with the junior on it, not even thinking. Wow. You know, I had a I, I had an experience like that myself um, that I'll share with you briefly. Uh, my husband and I were taking a course together on animal communication many, many years ago, and we had a private reading with the instructor. So she asked us to bring photographs of our animal companions, and we had long believed that our beautiful Cody was actually the reincarnation of my dog, Samantha. And so we brought the photographs, and we were very careful not to leak any information or volunteer anything. And we were sitting in this beautiful setting in a lovely backyard overlooking a waterfall. And uh, the the uh, instructor took the, the first picture, and she looked at it, and she said, this is a very, very wise animal. She left this plane in a very unusual way, and she tried to get a message to you, but you just didn't get it. And then she looked at the next picture, which was Cody, and she said, Oh, okay, you got the message with this one. And then she picked up the, the, first, the picture of Samantha again, and she looked at Samantha, and she looked at Cody, and she looked at Samantha, and she looked at Cody, and she held the two pictures up to us, and she said, this is the same spirit. <laughs> and I went, whoo! <laughs> Validation! <laughs> oh, nice. that's great. Very nice. So it was, um, it was really wonderful. Of course, by that time we were sobbing, but <laughs> it was a... It was a great experience, and then in that pile of photos was a picture of of Katie, who my husband had felt, had hoped, was um, the same spirit of Samantha slash Cody coming back to us. And, And the instructor looked at us and said, now I know that you think that this is Cody. But it isn't. But it isn't. 
<laughs> However, um, but she isn't, I should say. I always try to like, I try to use gender when I speak with our animal companion about them. Um, but she said, but what she is, is she is Cody's gift to you. Cody's gift to you of light and love. From that moment on, my husband called her our little bundle of light and love every mm-hmm. day. And that's our Katie who just uh, made sweet. her transition about uh, three or four weeks ago. Yes, and that was profound for you, didn't you say? Indeed. Um, this, you know, you work with people who tell you these stories, you hear about these stories, but I must tell you that this has just been so amazing. The night before Katie left us, she was quite ill, and she was 15 years old and couldn't get up by herself anymore, but once we could get her up, she was able to sort of wander around the yard a bit. And I have collected rocks shaped like hearts for about... 20 years. Oh, you too. Let me interrupt you here for just a second. You're listening sure. to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts with sound answers to life's tough questions. Our guest today is Chris Haley, manager of multi-faith outreach with Best Friends Animal Society. Okay, go ahead. Well, I'm delighted to hear that because you're going to really, you're going to love the rest of this short story. Um, that last time that Katie was out there that evening, every time she would, she would walk about two feet and then she would stop. And about the third time she did that, I very clearly heard in my head, look down. And I looked down and right at my toe was a heart-shaped rock. Now, as collectors of heart-shaped rocks, you know that you scour everywhere you go looking for heart-shaped rocks. Yep, it's a sickness lived in this house for 16 years. I have scoured every square inch of my backyard and never found a heart-shaped rock. So I picked this rock up, and then we walked a little bit further, and I was kind of, I was very close behind her because she was very unstable, and I wanted to make sure that she didn't fall. And the, the second time she stopped, I was looking at her, and she said, Look down in an annoyed way. Like, what are you doing? Look down. There was another one. <laughs> so we walked around the yard, and I ended up with about six heart-shaped rocks in my hand. Oh. And came in and... Probably tears running down your face. Yeah, I would, well, not only just from the miracle of that experience, but also the knowing that this was probably Katie's way of saying goodbye to us. Yes. And so I called it Katie's Heart Walk. Oh, yeah. And um, That's Heart Rock or Heart Walk? Heart Walk. Because we were doing that walk, but I was trying to call it Heart Rock. <laughs> so I actually with, decided yeah. um, after she died that I was going to try to write a children's book about our spiritual connection with animals and cover the pet grief aspect of it as well. I was a pet grief support uh, yeah. counselor for yeah. about six years, and children, they get it. Children get it so clearly. It's the adults who, who don't really get yeah. it. Hearts but, get it. But um, just very quickly, the next night, um, I was making myself uh, something to drink, and I drink seltzer, and I put a little powdered stevia on the top. And that night, it was the night that Katie, Katie um, had already taken her first step into her next expression of life. We, we let her go that afternoon. And uh, I, I put my little stevia pack it onto the top of my seltzer, and it formed a heart. So huh. I started screaming, calling my husband, come and look at this. 
I was so afraid that it would dissipate sure. before he got over there to see it. And he ran over and he said, how did you do that? And I said, I didn't. And we both looked at each other and said, thank you, Katie. How so sweet. since that time, I have been instructed to look down on many occasions and have found another stash yeah. of heart rocks. So, so we know, we know that Katie is safe and sound and happy and is continuing to communicate with us to this day. Do you think Katie's a guide for you right now? Uh, no question. Isn't that no sweet? No question in our minds. Do you know what kind of guide in what particular fashion? We really don't. Okay. That, that's a wonderful thing because she is a guide for you right now, and it's good for people to know on both sides animals are doing jobs for us and right now you're one of your spirit guides is katie yes and our our animals often also come back and visit us at night yes. in our dreams and we sometimes think oh boy that seemed real and we'd like to encourage let you know it is real that our animals are in form in spirit and they can come back and are often around us and can come into our dreams and visit with us you know, one more thing, uh, just on a coincidence level, our binker that left, we went to the ocean to get some water for our fish tank, and there was this big, huge lava rock, you know, uh, eight inches uh, long and that size, a heart. Wow. And it was from him, so we have it next to our little Mother Mary well, statue garden. In for back. a while, we had it like right front and center where the other cats eat. And, you know, he finally said to us one day, you must let go of me. Right. Aww. So, you know, we did. We took it and we moved it and got it, you know, just let him go. But it was very interesting because then about eight, nine months after we finally let go of him, he says, I'm coming back. Wow. We've got a job to do, and I want to be a part of it. I love the fact that you said that, because it's so important for us to give animals jobs while they're on the spiritual plane here with us to make sure that they're oh, you know, mentally boy. challenged. But they have jobs on the other side, you yes. know, and, and I love the way that you articulated that. They are masterful, masterful teachers if we just yes. get out of our own way and, and they listen. Have, <laughs> yes, and they have their own lessons and they have their own contribution. I know all the animals that we have at our house are huge workers. I mean, they do so much to help us. We actually have seahorses also, by the way. <gasps> and we lovely. have Yes, and we have birds and we have fish, koi fish. Yes, we're animal rich. <laughs> Wealthy, sure. it sounds to me. Yes. Well, yeah, you know, it just helps our life. Uh, we notice when we're having a struggle, like with, oh, just a real major challenge, some of the animals, whether it's the fish or the birds or the cats or the seahorses, they'll have struggles, or we have waterfalls around our house, and the waterfall, you know, pumps for them. And the waterfalls will have problems because the flow is being jammed up. And, I, ha you know, we have to keep after the animals, make, taking care of them and the waterfalls so that our flow keeps going. And it's a real noticeable difference. Wow, how interesting. Yeah, it's like right. na natural engines. So do you have any other spiritual story, stories? We have about a minute and a half here before uh, sure. our last I do. break. Oh, I do. You're not um, all out? <laughs> My my husband and I uh, compose music together, and it's a wonderful coupling because it's pretty rare that one of us uh, can't come up with something, even if the other one is sort of stuck. 
and uh, our our little dog James, who I know Katie was rushing to meet when she left this plane because they were they adored each other. James was quite ill towards the end of his life as well, and um, my husband one day said, you know, he's doing a really good job of living in the moment, and you and I are spending a lot of time feeling guilty about the past and wondering about the future, and we're missing out on our present with him. Well, that's smart. And so we made a conscious decision that day to walk directly alongside him in this this journey. And so Craig just penned down Living in the Moment, just the words of Living in the Moment, and um, started to try to write a song, but we couldn't get anywhere. Neither one of us could get anywhere at all. We're going to have uh, to finish this after the break. Hang okay. On. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts with sound answers to life's tough questions, Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. Our guest today, Chris Haley, manager of Multifaith Outreach with the Best Friends Animal Society. We'll be right back. Mastering Ourselves co-host Keith Amber has done thousands of psychic soul healings over the past 36 years. As a healer and co-host on Mastering Ourselves, Keith offers profound insights that assist you in moving forward in your own life through your own trials and challenges. During Keith's private healings and on the show Mastering Ourselves, many of life's mysteries are explained with the help of the amazing spirit guides of light. Find out what others have to say about Keith's life-altering healings at MasteringOurselves.com. 